Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Community is a Middle Name podcast. My name is Gareth Oliver. Thank you for joining me for another week. Of course, the Community is a Middle Name podcast brought to you by Grandpins Community Health for you, your family, and our community. And part of our community are going to be having a bit of a celebration in a few weeks. The LGBTQI plus parts of our communities will be celebrating Ida Hobbit Day on the 17th of May. Now, if you're not sure what Ida Hobbit Day is, you're not sure where it all came about, you're not even sure what Ida Hobbit stands for, this is the podcast for you because I speak with Jesse Duncan from Wimmer Pride about Ida Hobbit Day and about the work that Wimmer Pride does, where it reaches, and also about Jesse's own journey as a non-binary person and how long it took Jesse to come to terms with that and to really come to terms with themselves. It's a really interesting story. We also discuss a bit about uh, about pronouns and why it can be so important that we use the pronouns that people prefer. And for a lot of people, and you know, including myself at one stage there, who are you know, not LGBTQI plus people, we probably wondered what the big fuss was. I think Jesse really explains in this podcast why it is so important that we don't mislabel, misgender people. Um, and it's a really worth hearing and really worth listening to. Anyway, enough of me talking about it. Jesse speaks about it much more coherently than I ever could. Here it is, my discussion with Jesse Duncan from Wimmer Pride on the Community is a Middle Name podcast, brought to you by Grandpa's Community Health, for you, your family, and our community. week on the Community Examiner Name podcast, I am joined by Jesse Duncan, who is a member of the Wimmer Pride organization. Jesse, thank you very much for coming on the, the show. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So, Jesse, Wimmer Pride, can you tell us a little bit about what Wimmer Pride is and, and what the, the aims of Wimmer Pride are? Absolutely. So, Wimmer Pride Project is obviously a group in the Wimmer app for the LGBTIQA plus community. Uh, it was formed a couple of years ago. Um, our current chairperson, uh, Scott Robinson, uh, moved over to the Wimmer from Canada. I'm not sure if he stopped anywhere else along the way, but uh, he's here now, so we'll claim him. And he um, wanted to create some community uh, in the region because prior to uh, Pride Project, there wasn't really much going uh so he got that off the ground and here we are a couple of years or so later um going strong i would say so our aims are pretty much what i just said creating community creating support um you know trying to connect people who might otherwise be isolated up here or in western victoria sort of you know the wimmera wimmera grampians area um and and provide that community that they, they might have been missing out on yeah, it's a pretty conservative part of the world still, and I can say that as a person who's born and raised here. How many members have you have you got in uh, the Wimmer Pride Project, Jesse? So we we've got the committee. Um, we're not membership based as such. Uh, we just invite people along. We have regular social events and things like that. So anyone who wants to come along can come along. Um, on the committee, 
Ooh, making me count off the top of my head. Um, we've got three, four, five, six, seven, or eight, eight or nine, about that. And what, what areas do you guys cover? Yeah, so uh, by LGA, um, West Wimmera, Hindmarsh, across to uh, Yerriambiak, Horsham, and Northern Grampians, uh, pretty much, yeah. And and what's the response from people in those places been like that, that you've seen? Because you you work in uh, in one of those local government areas, don't you? Is, is it generally mm-hmm. fairly fairly positive towards Wimmera Pride? I think in my role as a committee member, as the newest committee member, um, I think it's been about uh, six months now, yeah. I've only experienced positive reactions, um, so I do do the media and comms, so usually that means that people are approaching me, which means they have a positive intent, generally speaking. But I would say I hear a lot of mixed stories, a lot of mixed stories that, um, you know, my um, counterparts and, and friends and, and everyone um you know, sometimes they feel comfortable and are really welcomed. Um, other times, you know, I know there's been a few uh, incidences over the past year of discrimination um, that people who are outwardly presenting, you know, as LGBTI, whether they're with their partner or or um, visually non-conforming to gender stereotypes, um, they do sometimes receive some discriminatory remarks, uh, things like that, that have made them feel unsafe. Um, for me, I certainly, I, I came to my, uh, you know, I came to my LGBTI um, identity relatively late in life, which feels ridiculous saying that at my age. I'm only in my 30s. But um, so I haven't had to go through a lot of that sort of, interaction with the community because I've always been up you know I've spent most of my life in the closet so moving to the Wimmera and Grampians region I haven't had that experience that they have but yeah I, I really would say it is mixed. Yeah and you and I were talking before we started recording uh, about when when we were younger things like non-binary was wasn't a term it was never heard of was it? No I certainly never came across it. Do you think people struggle to get their head around the concept of of non-binary and and things like that? I think they really do. I think it's um, I think it's a state that's hard to to recognise and therefore reconcile in your own mind if you haven't experienced it. It's like trying to explain to someone who's never seen the ocean what it's like to be underwater or something. Um, but there's no no way I've there's no language that I've found that adequately conveys what it means. But, you know, in saying that, language has evolved so much just in the last 10, 20, 30 years that, that we may well get there. Um, but, yeah, I've really struggled with it personally. Um, and, and, you know, being I am a professional writer, so I, I credit myself that usually I can express myself pretty well. So, Jesse, when we speak about pronouns, can you explain why it's so important to use the correct pronouns or how it would feel for someone to be mis- mislabeled or misgendered. I know that that's probably putting a lot on, on yourself as you're a person who's still, you know, still on a journey themselves, but quickly explain the importance of pronouns. Yeah, so I think our pronouns are obviously uniquely attached to our identities, and, and I will you re, you know reiterate that I am speaking for myself. I can't speak on behalf of anyone else really, but for me, 
um, they are uniquely attached to our identities. And, and those identities are often something that we fight for, that we've had to fight for. We've had to do a lot of questioning and internal examination, understanding why we feel disconnected um, to our bodies, to the roles that society has, has placed us in and things like that. So by the time someone gets to a place where they are comfortable with their pronouns, that's what you're not seeing. It's a bit like that iceberg analogy. What you're not seeing is everything under the water that's gone on for them to get there. Um, so when they tell you their pronouns or you or, or, or they are misgendered um, or someone, you know, refuses to use their pronouns, it's a complete dismissal of everything that they've gone through and that they are um, in that aspect of their life. It's throwing them back into a place that is painful, that they can't recognise themselves in. And that's a really horrible place to be in. There are so many, for me, there, there have been so many internal things to wrestle with, I suppose, in terms of gender expression and the way I'm perceived in society and so on and so forth. Uh, the way that people receive me and treat me does not align with how I feel or, you know, internally. Um, and, and I know that's something that's not a feeling that's unique necessarily to trans and non-binary people, but but I would say it's certainly um, amplified. So that's why pronouns are so important. It's, it's saying, I see you as you are and as you tell me you are. So it's giving that person validation. It's, it's, I mean, from, from the way you've described it, it sounds really dehumanising when, when mm. someone, you know, if, if, if you said to me, for example, you know, my name is Jesse and my pronouns are they, them. And I said, well, you know, you, you're female presenting, so I know I'll just say your name's Jesse and, and, and you're a girl. That would be me essentially invalidating your life story, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I always want to ask if somebody, um, have, look, I haven't had to have this conversation for quite a while, but um, if this conversation does come up again, if there is a cis person questioning my pronouns and gender identity, I think I would probably just start referring to them as the opposite, you know, the binary opposite of what they are, um, because I can absolutely guarantee you that they're not going to like it and they're going to feel misidentified. So, you know, pronouns are actually important to all of us. It's just that for those of us, you know, who are, who identify with what pronouns we were assigned at birth, there is no battle to reconcile the identity with the pronouns. It's really interesting. And um, a lot of people probably wouldn't have, have looked at it that way or thought of it that way. And look, you've, you've give, even given me something to, to think about as to, to the importance of pronouns. I, I believe that it is important that people are, are recognised for who they are. Um, but, but the way you put it was really, really good. So, um, yeah, thanks for, for educating me a little bit as well. Um, <laughs> Jesse, if you, if, you, if you can, if you'd like to, you tell us a little bit about your story. At, at what point did you sort of come to realise that, that you were non-binary, for example? Mm, yeah, it's a bit of a meandering and waffling story, so I'll try and, try and keep it, um, you know, <laughs> not too waffly. Um, you know, I grew up uh, really expressing, I think, the, the, the gamut of, of gender expression. Um, I had, I had um, light-up laser pistols as a kid. 
um, absolutely obsessed with Star Wars. You know, the typical, I hesitate to say this, but the, t- the things typically associated with a boy, but I also loved uh, glitter and, and, and um, fairies and all that sort of thing. So it was never really obvious um, to anyone. My mum knew that I was a bit different. But then when I reached my teens, I, I never really identified with the, the girls. Um, didn't Everyone seemed to know how to do their makeup and all that sort of thing. And I just, you know, it only occurred to me to start presenting in such a way after I saw someone else. And you go, okay, well, they're a girl. I'm a, I'm a girl. I guess that's what you do. But it never felt right. My favourite media, so books and television, was always about um, women who... Uh, warriors so my favorite book was about a girl who disguised herself as a boy to train as a knight um and if anyone remembers the old it's pretty dorky to say this but the old um xena warrior princess uh, tv series absolutely obsessed i tried to teach myself martial arts and things like that um well that's a different story though um and so then i hit my 20s just just feeling really like a fish out of water by that point, I had recognised that I was uh, bisexual or pansexual. I tend to use the words interchangeably. And all I really knew was that I felt really different on different days. Um, some days I wanted to be, quote, more feminine and other days um, it was all about the, I guess, the, the, the boots and the, <laughs> um, the less feminine um, behaviours, body language. Everything would change. The way I would speak would change, body language would change um so by the time I hit my late 20s and early 30s the language was starting to filter through into into my world just some media around me of um trans and non-binary uh people and um that sort of fluidity uh gender fluidity where one day I'd wake up and feel more masculine the other day and then have you know body dysphoria and other days I'd wake up and be like oh this isn't so bad I guess (laughs) Um, maybe I'll wear a shade of lipstick, you know. Um, really, it was really becoming more and more um, disharmonious. I'm not sure that's a word, but um, it was really jarring. And I am married to a cis man, um, and so for a while there I thought maybe this was, maybe I was actually gay and this was my um, inherent, I suppose, self showing through because there's the old, you know, there are, um, lesbian women who are cisgendered but are gender non-conforming, um, you know, the old plaid shirt and boots stereotype. I thought, oh, maybe that's me. But it's not the case. Um, very, very happily married, um, happy to say, and, and I stick firmly to the pansexual label. Um, and so I started reading up about uh, being gender fluid, terms like demigirl, which is kind of partially identifying but not fully identifying with with being female and eventually realized that non-binary was probably the word um, and and gender fluid would be the the sub label for that Um, and I actually rang my husband I was home alone that week rang him in tears and I and and sort of said I like I can't do I can't pretend any longer something's not right I think I'm this I don't know what that looks like yet, but that's what it is. Um, And that was really only a couple of years ago, I think. Um, So it is very much a journey still. Um, I'm 
fortunately for me, I was a, a lot of the non-binary clothing labels and 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 things are on very very um, slender people, um, which I am not. <laughs> um, so my outward presentation has been very very slow. Um, the body dysphoria is still there uh, and stronger on some days. Um, but, yeah, so in that sense, it's very much still a journey that's unfolding, but it's one that I'm happy to finally be on. Did you ever just have that light bulb moment? Yeah, I think the day that I cried and rang my husband um, was that light bulb because um, it was a particularly strong day where I was feeling particularly um, masculine and, you know, I could hear uh, the way it changed my speech patterns and I could obviously observe that I was moving a little bit more differently. Um, it's a funny thing, but, yeah, that's what it is for me. Um, and, yeah, the body dysphoria was very high that day, um, highest it's probably been in a long time. And um, it's like my self-image had, had altered and that's what was there instead was this more masculine presenting person and yeah, that was it. That was the hang on. This is this is this isn't something I can ignore anymore. What's going on here? It's um really really interesting, Jesse. Do you think? And I I spoke to uh, to Charlie Wilson uh, a few episodes back, who is a, a young LGBTQI plus person in Northern Grampians, uh, and we spoke about representation. Uh, you see people such as Ezra Miller, for example, who has been in a bit of trouble lately, but still outwardly non-binary, um, you know, massive movie star was, was in Justice League and in the Fantastic Beast series. Um, and Elliot Page, you know, who recently transitioned, do you think that that may, would make a difference now to, to young people? And would that have made a difference to you growing up to see that oh, representation in the media? Absolutely. You, look, I, I, I really believe in the idiom, you can't be what you can't see. Um, and that's why it's important to have, um, you know, women in lead positions of leadership and academia, and it's why it's important to have LGBTI people in those same positions. Um, but I, I, I look for, um, you know, non-binary people in the media. Um, you know, recently discovered that Jonathan Van Ness is, is non-binary. I mean, probably everyone knows that, but I'm, I'm always about five years behind on pop culture. Um, <laughs> so um, I obsessively... Uh, you know, read about these people. Um, and there was uh, uh, Cara Delevingne, I think, as well, is non-binary. Um, so to see someone who traditionally comes across as, as um, cisgendered female and, and is in the fashion industry and everything come out like that was really, really encouraging. So, you know, it's, and the other thing is um, it, it gives young people something to aspire to, but more importantly, I think it normalises it. You can't come out if you don't have the words to come out with even to yourself, and young people, no matter where they are in, in life and, and, and what they identify as, I think they all need someone to look up to or some sort of role model. So to fill that gap that's been empty for so long of, with, you know, non-binary and trans uh, role models um, can only be a good thing. Anyway, we'll take a very quick break, Jesse, and we'll be back shortly to talk about Ida Hobbit Day. The 
Community is our middle name podcast is proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health. Grampians Community Health offers a wide range of services across Western Victoria, servicing the following local government areas. Northern Grampians Shire Council, our rural city, Horsham Rural City, Pyrenees Shire, West Wimmera Shire, Hindmarsh Shire, Yarriambiak Shire, Central Goldfield Shire, Southern Grampians Shire and Bullock Shire Council areas. Services available from Grampians Community Health include alcohol and other drug support, carer support, community aged care support and disability support, including NDIS support coordination and plan management, counselling across a wide range of areas, including generalist counselling, gambler's help, community mental health support, and much, much more. For more information, go to our website, which is gch.org.au, or give us a call Monday to Fridays, 53587400. We also have offices in Stall, Ararat, and Horsham. The Community is a Middle Name Podcast, proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health, and of course, GCH is here for you, your family, and our community. Welcome back. Jesse Duncan from Wimmera Pride is here with me. We're discussing uh, all things LGBTQI+. Before the break, we talked a bit about the Wimmera Pride project, what it, what it does, the areas it services, and also about Jesse's journey of self-discovery. We're going to talk about Ida Hobbit Day as well. May 17, Jesse, Ida Hobbit, big day for the LGBTQI plus community, isn't it? It is. It is. Very big day. So for people who don't know, uh, May 17 is the um, day that the World Health Organization <laughs> um, declassified homosexuality as a mental disorder. Uh, so that was in 1990. So it's it's a day to really come together, show solidarity. Uh, so it's not just for the, for the LGBTI community, allies, friends, family. Um, it also acknowledges, obviously, the ongoing discrimination um, that we still face. 1990, I didn't realise it was that recent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I, I thought it was probably like in the 70s or something. That's that's blown me away. No, I, I think um, something I realised recently, not being a Tasmanian, but just through um, Hannah Gadsby's shows and interviews, is that in Tasmania it was decriminalised, I think oh, I said 1995 the other day, but I think it was 1997 um, that... Uh, homosexuality was decriminalised. So, you know, I was already 10 years old by that point, now that I've given away my age. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's wow. just insane. That's, that, that's crazy. That's, that's really throwing me for a loop. Um, I'll get back on track, though. So, Ida Hobbit, can you tell us what Ida Hobbit actually stands for? It's nothing to do with Lord of the Rings for anyone thinking that... I know. I always think that. <laughs> a little <laughs> disappointing for us Lord of the Rings fans, but anyway... <laughs> um, so yes, look, I, I, I like to joke it's the world's worst acronym. There is a worse one, I won't say it. Um, the International Day Against Homophobia, Biphobia and Transphobia. And Wimmera Pride have got a few events that you have been, uh, not, not necessarily running, but you, that you guys are supporting, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So there's quite a bit actually going on um, across the Wimmera. Uh, so we'll be releasing a bit of an interactive map um, in the next day or two on our page, on our Facebook page, um, that shows that people can just have a click and see what's on in their region. 
Um, so people, um, we're, we're running a breakfast um, at May Park in Horsham uh, on May 17th. So it's a free breakfast, um, 7am I think it is. Hopefully that's a good one for the morning people, of which I am not one. And then uh, as for the rest of the events, um, it's either things that are being put on by councils across the Wimmera or community groups. Um, and so they're, they're obviously keeping us in the loop and we'll put all of those events um, on, our, on our nifty little map um, and people can, can figure out what's happening where. There is an event happening in Stall at Grampus Community Health and uh, the Rainbow Alliance are partnering with, which is going to be held at the Stall Town Hall in Northern Grampian Shire and Grampian's Pyrenees Primary Care Partnership and Stall Regional Health, all jumping on board with that one too. So that's on our Facebook page on the events tab. So anyone in the Stall Northern Grampians area, jump on the GCH Facebook page and find out more information or go to Wimra Pride's Facebook page and you can find out more information there. So you mentioned there's stuff happening right across across the Wimmera. There's an event happening in Dimbula that's going to be virtual as well. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so um, uh, Hindmarsh Council, along with the libraries and their youth council, are going to present a virtual or stream a virtual talk um, by Nevo Zizin. I hope I've pronounced that correctly. Um, who uses they them pronouns? Um, and and they will be talking about uh, how to be a good ally, uh, self love. And I'm sure a little bit about their journey as well. So that will be streamed um, from 5.30 on the council's Facebook page. But the council has also made the library available so people can go along in person and, um, you know, mix with the community now that we can do that, I suppose, <laughs> and, um, and, and watch it from, from the library. How important is Ida Hobbit Day to – well, I'll, I'll... – I know you can't speak on behalf of the entire LGBTQI plus community because it's like any community, it's it's wide and diverse. Um, mm. But for, for yourself, how important is something like Ida Hobbit Day? Look, I'm a bit of a space cadet. I don't pay a lot of attention to what's happening, um, you know, this day and that week and all of that sort of thing. Um, but this year in particular, I would say it's it's got greater importance in the Wimmera um, because of some unfortunate comments that have been made um, uh, publicly recently um, that have come out of the West Wimmera Shire Council um, that were really disparaging and disheartening. Um, so I, I can absolutely, I can't, you're right, I can't speak for the whole community. I'm not the Dark Emperor yet um, uh, of the whole LGBTI community. Um, but I can say that, um, you know, I do know that myself and, and, and some friends, some good friends have been really, really, really hurt um, by that. So in that sense, um, Ida Hobbit has really become really important in the Wimmera. I think there can be a perception. I mean, I'm originally from Melbourne um, and there is, so, you know, there can be that perception that the further out you go, the, the more um, conservative and, and dare I even say it backwards, uh, attitudes can be how 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 accurate that is. I don't I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't venture to say. Um, but in this case, unfortunately, those comments really did I feel put us back ten years. Um, but the community has, and, and when I say the community, I mean the whole Wimmera has really uh, rallied to um, show the uh, the LGBTI community that um, actually that's not the prevailing attitude. 
um, and, and they're going to hold an event, whether they're a member of the community or not, um, and, and help us to celebrate and to heal a little bit. So I think anyone, whether they're from the Wimmera or anywhere in the world who has experienced that, it's an important day. Yeah, and we won't get into the remarks that were said because I don't think they need any more airtime than what they've had because they no. were. <laughs> However, um, we did speak uh, before we started recording about how, and you, you touched on it there, how there has been, in a way, a bit of a, a silver lining to come out of that dark cloud. And we've we've seen businesses now in, in West Wimmera putting up the rainbow flags on their their shop saying, you know, LGBTQI plus people welcome here. The Eden Hope RSL are going to be raising the rainbow flag for Ida Hobbit Day, which RSLs, and I, I'm probably generalising here, but traditionally quite conservative. Um, but to me, I think that shows that, you know, what you said is correct, that the, the community generally is on board with, with stuff like this. And another thing we spoke mm-hmm. about off air, Jesse, was the, the rate of suicide, mental health, self-harm issue amongst especially young LGBTQI people. So you think days like Ida Hobbit where everyone can get together, not just the LGBTQI plus community, but allies, uh, anyone who wants to join in really, a bit like St. Patrick's Day, and I can say that as someone who's, uh, who's part <laughs> Irish, where everyone can join in and, ha- and, and have a bit of fun and, and learn some stuff. Do you think that that is something that helps break down some of those attitudes? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, meeting and talking to people um, in the community, if you are not a member of the community and, and, and relating to them and, and, and for us the chance to share our stories and come as we are, as it were, um, is really, really vital. Um, it's, not about, it's not about creating pockets in society where the LGBTIQ plus um, community members can go and be ourselves and be safe. It's, it's you know, yes, that has a role to play. Um, I'm not. I'm certainly not devaluing that. But but things like Ida Hobbit Day, it's actually, as you say, uh, quite rightly, it's about breaking down those barriers. Um, eventually, the goal is that no one needs, you know, to create little enclaves in the community where they can go to feel safe. And I do mean safe, not just emotionally. I mean physically as well. So yeah. Do you see more uh, more signs out and about? in our communities of acceptance for LGBTQI plus people. And I'll use Ararat as an example because that's the closest big town to where I live. Um, Ararat College flies the LGBTQI plus flag every day. Do you think that, and that, there's, there's that, that acceptance is growing in regional areas? I think so, yeah. Um, you know, as I mentioned, I, I grew up in Melbourne um, and there certainly wasn't any of, of what you just described uh, when I was going to school, you know, it wasn't acknowledged or talked about. This is only the early 2000s, so, yeah. Well, well, <laughs> yes, it was like, like when I went to school, if it was talked about, it would have been derogatory. Yes, that's that's my experience as well, you know. Um, you know, the sexism towards any um, same-sex attracted women um, or girls, you know, all that, you know, and the bullying for any same-sex attracted uh, boys, um, you know, let alone, like, forget about trans and non-binary, um, forget about pansexual or, you know, um, aromantic or any of the other, you know, intersex, forget about that. <laughs> you couldn't be gay, basically, without risking your safety. Yeah, and it was that, that's definitely what, what I saw as a kid growing up in Ararat. I mean, there was, even if there was a rumour that someone might have mm. been gay, they were, they were ostracised. 
I could never understand using uh, gay as a slur um, and then people, you know, you pick them up on it and like, oh, I don't mean it. Okay, well, why would I know that? That was really common. I'm sure it's still used in schools. Uh, my mum is gay and I um, actually interviewed with a, a popular teen magazine um, about the experience of hearing those slurs in the schoolyard and then going home to my mother who was just a regular, you know, working mum trying to put food on the table um, and knowing that there's these young people that would be so cruel to someone they've never met, uh, you know, to members of a community they know nothing about. You know, language really matters and so so does, to bring it round, so does um, actively displaying signs of acceptance um, such as flying the flag at Ararat College. Yeah, and look, you're probably right. Stuff probably still does go on. And I think days like Idaho Day are great for educating everyone, not just young people, but older people as well, about some of the issues that the LGBTQI plus community have faced, still face, you know, and may face into the future. So what will you be doing to celebrate on the, the day, Jesse? I will be heading, I think I'll be heading to the and I'm not just saying this because of who I'm talking to, but I think I'll be heading to the stall event um, <laughs> on my way home. So I'll be working in Horsham, working a normal day, and then heading to stall. I'd also like to tune in uh, from home to the um, the talk with uh, Nevo uh, Zizan up at um, Hindmarsh. So um, I've got this horrible feeling I've committed to something else, and I can't think what it is, something Ida Hobbit related. So I might be doing a third thing. <laughs> Busy day for you then isn't it yeah but i think it'll be really healing i think it'll be really wonderful yeah uh yeah I, I, and look and I, and I hope so it's a shame you're gonna miss out in the breakfast in horsham too but that's a that's <laughs> look, a whole other thing. i i'm not cruel enough to subject anyone to me pre-caffeine okay? <laughs> so just look at it that way <laughs> <laughs> yeah fair, fair enough fair enough jesse i'll i'll um I won't, I won't go anywhere near that. Um, <laughs> Jesse, before we wrap it up, have you got any any messages that you'd like to maybe get across to people, especially younger people who are, are not quite sure where they fit in on, on the scale of of who they are or or if they're, they're, they're not sure, perhaps they're, they're non-binary, perhaps they're LGBT, have you got any messages that you'd like to get across to them just as a, as a final parting word? I think one thing that I do come across is uh, from younger people is they're not sure, as you say, they're not sure where they fall on the spectrum and, you know, not, they're still working it out. I think there's sometimes this sense that they have to find an identity and commit to it. And I would say there's absolutely not. Um, you know, you can come out to yourself so many times in your life and every single time is valid. Um, you know, if a label is useful, use it. If it's not, get rid of it. Um, you know, it's not a contract that you're signing in blood. It's just, it's a journey. It's a discovery. That sounds really twee and really cliched, um, but it's also really true. Um, you've got your whole life to figure it out. So that added pressure of, of trying to find an identity and have it all sorted out, you, you, no one needs that. And, and it's not a requirement. So I think just be gentle with yourself and get there in your own time. Well said. And I think that applies to everyone. 
not just members of the LGBT oh, yeah. community. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, it's been a real pleasure having a chat with you on the Communism and Name podcast. Thanks for, for coming on and come back anytime. Thanks for having me. Big thank you once again to Jesse for coming on to the Community Is Our Middle Name podcast, talking the Wimmera Pride Project, talking on Hobbit Day. And as we mentioned in the podcast episode there, you will be able to find out information about what's happening for Ida Hobbit Day uh, across the Wimmera, really, on the Wimmera Pride Project Facebook group. So have a search for them on Facebook and uh Find out where the uh, Idaho Hobbit celebrations are happening near you and I also mentioned that GCH is partnering with a number of other uh, organisations in Northern Grampianshire, such as the Northern Grampianshire Council, Grampians Pyrenees Primary Care Partnership, Stall Regional Health, uh, Rainbow Alliance for an event happening at the Stall Town Hall on uh, Tuesday the 17th at 4.30pm. Now, go to the GCH Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com slash Grampians Community Health, and you can find an event there. If you'd like to book tickets, click on the link to the Eventbrite site, and it is free, and there'll be uh, heaps of fun stuff happening there, I'm sure. Of course, this podcast is brought to you by Grampians Community Health. Grampians Community Health offers a massive range of services right across Western Victoria, from uh, the West Wimmera Shire, right across to the southern Gramps, up to the central goldfields, and then back up again through Hindmarsh and Yarriambiac. We cover a huge section of Western Victoria. So give us a call on 53587400 to see if we can help you out with something, or go to our website to see what services we do have available, which is gch.org.au. And if you are in Ararat, Stall or Horsham, we have offices as well, which you can drop in and get some information about services that you might be able to get from GCH. You can follow GCH as well on social media. So as I mentioned just before, facebook.com slash Grampians Community Health or go on to Facebook, search Grampians Community Health and you'll find us on there. We're on Twitter and Instagram as well. So if you put in at GCH Grampians, which is our handle on both of those, you'll be able to find us and keep up to date with what's happening uh, with GCH and across our communities. The intro and outro music is by Andrew Parsons, and that is a original composition, and we use that with his permission. So thank you very much. This podcast episode and all episodes of the Community is a Minimum podcast are available on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts and Podbean, and you can subscribe and listen to them whenever you like, uh, and any other good podcasting channels such as iHeartRadio or TuneIn or Audible or Google Podcasts or Amazon, wherever you get your podcasts from, you'll find this one as well. And finally, I'd like to acknowledge the Jabberwong people as the traditional owners of the land in which this podcast was recorded, edited and produced. And I wish to pay my respects to all elders past, present and emerging. That'll do me for this week. Hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. And I'll be back again very shortly with another episode of the Community Is A Middle Name podcast, which is, of course, proudly brought to you by Grampians Community Health. And GCH is here for you, your family, and above all else, for our communities. Till next time, 
My name is Gareth Oliver. So long.